Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where we learn all about building resilience in ourselves and helping others build it too. We draw from the principles of positive psychology and coaching to help you face adversity and do more than just survive. We want you to thrive. We are certified life coaches and speech language pathologists, and we will help you manage your mind, your emotions, and become the very best version of yourself, version 2.0. Let's get started. This is Heather Stables and Leah Davidson, and this is the Building Resilience Podcast, Episode 4, Facts versus Story. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Before we get started, we want to ask you for a favor. Please, will you write a review for our podcast? We'll actually be doing a draw in the next couple of weeks for a $100 Amazon gift card. So be sure to write your review so you can enter into the draw. All righty. Okay. In our last episode, we talked all about why it's important to flash that flashlight around in your brain to build awareness. And really what we're doing is building awareness of our thoughts. That's right. So I hope you had the chance to shine your light in your brain and you're going to keep doing that throughout your life because it is so important for us to be aware of what we're thinking. We have thousands and thousands of thoughts a day and most of them are unconscious. We actually only recycle a handful of those thoughts. So basically things happen to us in life that we can't control. But we do get to choose how we react to these things. And this starts with what we choose to think. And actually, our thoughts create our feelings, which we'll talk about in a whole other episode. And our feelings fuel our actions. That's what we do and don't do. And that's what determines the results in our life. So it all starts in our thoughts. Now, thoughts are really just like the language of our brain. They're sentences that we have thousands and thousands of words and sentences that we have a day. I like to think of them as like the ticker tape at the bottom of our movie screen, like the running commentary on everything that we do. We're going to talk a little bit more about thoughts later on the episode, but first we have to understand what is the difference between the fact versus the story. We need to distinguish that the story of our thoughts is not the same thing as fact. Although our brain likes to think that all of our stories are fact. Because I was going to say that may be true for you, but for me, all my thoughts are facts. (laughs) (laughs) Our thoughts seem so unbelievably true that we believe them to be fact. So we need to distinguish between fact and story. So I will use fact and circumstance interchangeably and thought and story interchangeably, okay? So first let's talk about facts or circumstances. The facts are the math or like the boring part of the story. And to identify a circumstance, you know, it's helpful to ask, could this be proven in a court of law or would everyone in the world agree? So everyone has to be able to agree on a fact to make it so. Facts are kind of, you can think of them as the the white canvas or the blank canvas. And that's the, the circumstance. And then with our thoughts is how we add the color to the canvas. Circumstances often happen externally, which mean we can't control them. We can change them, but we can't control them. So Byron Katie says, circumstances are reality. And when you argue with reality, you lose, but only 100% of the time. 
And that is actually something that I fight against all the time. I fight against the fact that circumstances are reality and I argue with them and I push up against them. And even if I know that they're not changeable, I still keep pushing. And then when I lose, I'm like, why did I lose? (laughs) I really have to take that quote to heart a bit more. Mm -hmm. So some examples of circumstance could be the date. We can all agree on today's date, temperature, it could be weight, any kind of number, like amount of money. And they could also be something that someone said, like quote what they said, or something that they did, or actually something you thought or something you said or did. So a circumstance could be, my husband said, you're always late. Okay. So that's a fact. He said the words and it's important to recognize that circumstances are, are neither good nor bad. There's nothing moral attached to a circumstance. It just kind of is. It's never really a problem until we have a thought about them. So recognizing that you can, you can choose to think whatever you want to think. You can, you can select your thoughts. All of them are available to you. And that is where all of your power lies because we we all can interpret a circumstance differently with our thoughts. Yeah, that's totally it. And I love that you said that circumstances are like the math because circumstances are the math, thoughts are the drama. That's where we we come in. But it's also a good thing because I love the analogy of the white blank canvas, which is a circumstance. And our thoughts are what we choose to put on the canvas the colors that we choose, the design that we choose, how much of it, do we choose to leave some blank? Do we choose to fill it all up? That's our thoughts. Those are the drama. Thoughts are 100% optional. And if we want to take a little bit closer look at what's going on in our brain, our thoughts are basically just sentences in our brain. So as speech paths, we love language and we focus a lot on the language that comes out of your mouth. So speaking and the verbal discussion and then the language that you put on paper are, is considered writing. But then there's a language that we use in our brain and those are our thoughts. And I think most people understand that we choose what we say out loud when we speak. We choose what we put on paper, which is what we write. But did you also know that we choose what goes on in our brain, which is our thoughts? We totally choose our thoughts. Our thoughts are 100% optional. Now, that may not be big news for some, but for others, it can be totally life-changing that we get to decide what we think. Now, the challenge is, is even if you can logically be nodding along with me going, yep, that's true. I get to choose what I think. What happens is we start thinking things that we have been thinking since we were tiny. Things we've probably been taught by parents, teachers, leaders, coaches. We've thought them over and over and over again. We think they're permanent and that they are just truth when really they're just sentences in our brain that we have built pathways for because we've said them over and over and over. So they feel true, but they are still optional. That's a really hard thing for us to understand. I know that I've been coaching. I've been doing this for a while now. And still sometimes when I'm talking to my own coach and I'm telling, you know, about a situation that happened, I will present information and she'll say to me, You're presenting it as if you're presenting all these facts, but out of what you've told me, 
there are very few facts. This is all stuff, the drama that's going on in your mind. I get a little bit resistant when she says that, but it's always true when we want to separate things out. The other thing to remember is we are not our thoughts. We are the observer of our thoughts. So we're not the ticker tape that I talked about that goes at the bottom of our screen. We get to choose whatever thoughts we want. So I want you to think about your thoughts like walking up to a buffet. And this is something I'm really good at. My kids uh, laugh at me because they say it's like I, I play the buffet game where I will go to a buffet. I don't take a lot of anything at the beginning. I take tiny samples of everything and then I taste and see what I like. And then I'll go back for more if I want more later. We can do that with our thoughts as well. We get to decide what we put on our plate of thoughts. We can sample we can see which thoughts feel good. We can see which thoughts we like. We're not forced. It's not like somebody's giving us the dinner and we're forced to eat it. We actually get to go around and we actually get to choose, decide, do I love it? Do I not love it? Do I want to think it? Is it helpful? How does it make me feel? Do I have a severe allergic reaction if I think that thought? We get to have all that choice. So thoughts are really like the buffet for our brain. And we decide, do we want to keep eating or do we want to stop? Do we want to avoid certain things? Mm, you're making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like, okay. okay. Another great analogy is the wave story. So you're walking down the street and you see someone, you know, you wave, they don't. Now, what would you think if that were a situation that happened to you? We really get to choose what we think. We get to choose whatever thought we want to have. And this is important because we're going we're gonna to talk about later how our thoughts create our feelings. So for now, let's just play with your thoughts. What, so what would you think, Heather, if somebody didn't wave at you? What, what's your go-to thought? It'd probably be something way more dramatic than is <laughs> real. I would think like, what's wrong? Are they upset with me? See, I would probably totally think they didn't see me. Mm-hmm. And then I might do something like yell, hey, <laughs> waving at them even madly. But it is, it'd be like, hey, you missed me. I'm over here. I think I love this story because it's so true. When you talk to people, there are people who will say like, oh, like what's wrong? They didn't see me. They must be mad at me. Someone else would say mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe it's a different person. Maybe I mistook them for somebody else. Mm-hmm. I would be like, oh, I guess they didn't see me. Other people would get really mad about it. It's amazing how you can have so many different perspectives about the same circumstance, the same fact. Person walk across the street, I wave, they don't wave back. And it just, it shows you how our brain likes to fill in the gaps too. It's all about how we interpret the circumstance because that person not waving back at you, that's that's a circumstance, that's a fact. Yeah, and so, we get to choose what we're gonna make it mean. And that's, are we gonna make it something like filled with drama? Like now this person is mad at me and I gotta go call other people and find out, do you know why so-and-so is mad at me? Or do we just walk by and think like, oh, well, I guess they didn't see me and we continue on with our day. We get to decide what we do with that. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the most empowering thing is because we want to manage our minds. We want to manage our thoughts. Like we manage a toddler. Like you don't let a toddler run around with a knife 
or scissors or something sharp or into a busy street or put their fingers in a socket. We stop them. We say no. We tell them no. We pull them back. We redirect them, even if they have a bit of a fit. So why do we let our, our, our minds run around like crazy without any supervision? We need to say, no, sorry, sweetie, we aren't doing that. We're, we're not thinking that. We aren't speaking to ourselves like that or it's not safe. Yeah, we we treat our thoughts as if we're at the mercy of them, that they just arrive, that they're just there. And that's why I like making the comparison to things that we say and things that we write. Normally, if we're writing, we know that we're consciously deciding what we're putting on paper. We don't just say, I don't know, it suddenly appeared in my writing. Or when we say something out loud. Now, sometimes we will blurt something out, but generally speaking, We're choosing the words that we use. We're choosing what to say. But when it comes to our thoughts, we sit back and we say, oh, no, no, our thoughts are just there. I have no control over them. And that's not true. We have lots of control over our thoughts. It doesn't mean we're going to change them. It doesn't mean that it's easy to change them. It doesn't mean that we want to change them. The message we want to get is that they are optional we do get to decide, but we can decide to keep them or we can decide to change them. There's a bunch of questions that sometimes can be really helpful to ask yourself when you're having a thought that maybe maybe you're not sure if you like that thought or not. So a couple of the questions are, is there any way I can think about this differently? That's one good thing. I often ask myself that, you know, I'm thinking of it this way. Is there another perspective I can take? Or another one, if 10 people were in the same situation, what are 10 different ways that they would think about it? That usually helps us with the perspective. Do you have any questions that you like using, Heather, to help shift your thoughts a little bit? Well, going back to the the waving example, what would I think if I were to think the opposite thought. Mm, That's a good one. I like Mm -hmm. that one. Yeah. And what are all the in-between thoughts of Mm -hmm. the thought that you have and the opposite thought? Mm -hmm. I think also, why am I choosing this thought over all the thoughts that are available to me? Well, because that's the best part of the buffet. It must be your favorite food if you're choosing that one. It's my (laughs) go-to. It's your go-to. The other one is how would this thought change if I made a few adjustments? I do that a lot with my thoughts. I love to tack on things at the end, like it's okay. So I may see, think something like, oh, they may be mad at me and it's okay. It sort of softens up things. So sometimes we can just take our thought and just add on, yeah, and I'm okay with it. I'm mad at this person and it's okay. Or it's possible that my husband wasn't rude to me. Getting back to your husband example that you said earlier on, mm-hmm. but there's, there's lots of ways that we can just shift our thoughts a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. Do I really believe that this thought is optional? Oftentimes we think they're really true. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, we end up often for other people. It's so easy to see for other people. That's totally optional because we sometimes when somebody shares something with us, we go through in our own mind and think, what would I think? And when we see that they're seeing that their thought is not optional, we're like, it totally is because I think differently. 
-hmm. But when we have that thought, sometimes we get really, really stuck and we think, no, I really don't have a choice. This Mm -hmm. is just the way I've always thought and I can't help it. I'm at the mercy of my thoughts. So this week, I want you to try to keep track of your thoughts. Just observe them. Like, what is your ticker tape saying? Try to see, is it giving you facts? Which of course it does give you facts, but you may be surprised at how many thoughts you have that are not facts. But I don't want you to get all judgy with yourself. Remember we talked about, we want to be scientists and be curious and fascinated. Why am I thinking that thought? Why is this my go-to thought? Is there any other way I can think about this and not be a judge that sort of condemns you for having that thought. So just get curious, be aware of what's going on. Shine that flashlight specifically on your thoughts. And remember, we would love to see you over in our Facebook group, which is the Building Resilience Club. And please, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review, we are going to be having a draw for a $100 Amazon gift card. We would love to hear what you think. We would love for you to share our podcast and we can't wait to see you next week. Have an awesome week.